the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom, and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I am the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Lakeland, Tampa, and Brandon. Conexion is our Spanish-speaking congregation, and we also recently started a service in St. Pete, which currently meets once per month. It is an honor to speak to the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Christian Talk. Let's pray this morning. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. We come to you this morning and we are just encouraged knowing that you are there. We're encouraged knowing you are in control. We're encouraged knowing that you are the master of the universe. And so, as we have our issues and the things that we're dealing with, Lord, we place them at your feet, Lord, knowing that you are a God who loves us and that you take everything and you make it good. Not always what we want, but it is good. So, Lord, we bless you and we thank you. And we thank you that we can look at your word. We thank you that you have given us appointed times to celebrate and to get with you. And so we bless you, praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. Um, just want to say that this is uh, a great time of the year as we are entering into the spring festivals. And so it is Passover. Yes. Um, well, it is uh, as of April 3rd. Uh, Friday night is the beginning of Passover. And so we're going to have a Passover uh, Seder uh, without the food kind of thing, uh, but a Passover Seder um, at our services Friday evening. If you would like to come, that's April 3rd. Uh, feel free. We'd love to have you. We only have room for about 200, so you might want to call and let us know you're coming, and we can tell you if we still should have room. Uh, you can call Karen at 
You know, I would really love for you to save this date. And what I'm about to tell you, I want you to consider seriously. I mean, don't just say, up oh, another, another guy speaking about another date. Uh, this is, I believe, important, not only spiritually, but I think it's important for our community. And, um, and that is that we are having, on April 19th, Sunday, a special March of Remembrance. Now, this is a walk which will... Uh, the purpose of which is to remember those who died in the Holocaust and to say never again. And, and really, it is very current because we are seeing, in a sense, a Holocaust in a few different areas of the world, not to mention with babies, but also, um, you know, just the way uh, people are treating each other and, and, and ISIS in particular, but you know, you might live in a world where you don't see these kinds of things except for uh, maybe what you see on the news. If you email me this week, I will send you a link to a documentary called Crossing the Line 2. And it is uh, done actually by an Orthodox rabbi. In Jerusalem, but believe it or not, it's about the anti-Semitism on the campuses in the United States, and it will shock you. It's only 29 minutes, and it is worth your while to see it. Once you see this video, you will walk with us on Sunday, April 19th. Because you will understand the stakes from every point of view. To remain silent is one of the greatest travesties in our time. And to be so busy that we cannot stand to come against injustice and pressure people in the media and in other places of prominence to join with us and stand for something like this march will stand for. We're going to be marching from the Holocaust Museum in St. Pete to the North Straub Park by the water. We'll have a few speakers, short uh, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes the most, and then we will go back to the Holocaust Museum. And for half price, which is $9 each, we'll be able to attend the Holocaust Museum from 6 to 9 in the evening. They are opening the Holocaust Museum specially at that time, Sunday evening, April 19th, for us. And I'm praying for a minimum of a 1,000 people. Now, how is this going to happen? Well, it's going to happen first if you email us and I will send you the flyers or a PDF that you can give to your church and have them print inserts. We need all the churches and the synagogues and, and people who are secular to come together and stand 
like never before. We are in a crisis time. Our, I, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be talking about this today, but I, I, I guess I am, that uh, our, our own government is coming against Israel. We need to do something about it. So would you join with me? Would you call Karen at 813-831-5673 and tell her you want that link? We'll send it out to you. There's no charge. And just look at this video. It will be a shocker for what's going on on major college campuses throughout the country. This is not one college campus. This is throughout. Finally, uh, if you would like to count the Omer with us, that is what we do between Passover and Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, um, you'll need one of our booklets, and we'll send it to you, but you have to let us know you want one. So it's 813-831-5673. This is a great devotion. And uh, you can also um, email us through the website, which is heartofmessiah.org. And I would recommend you do this. This is a wonderful devotional time. It's very inspirational. And uh, we'd love to send it out to you. Well, let's get on with the business, right, at hand. Uh, Last week, we talked about God's appointed times. We reviewed the Shabbat, the fall feasts, the spring feasts. And we remember that these feasts, these appointed times, are all about God's redemptive program to restore Israel and the nations to himself. So I would just mention to you that the spring appointed times, which Passover begins have been fulfilled by Yeshua, the Messiah. And so uh, let us understand that as we celebrate Passover, we are celebrating the first appointed time in Leviticus 23 after the Sabbath. Also remember that last week we talked about Exodus 12, 2, where the first of Nisan, which was last Saturday, uh, it was the first of the year biblically. And uh, we also mentioned that uh, the feasts that we would be talking about uh, this spring would be Passover the, and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Yom Habikurim. Now, counting the Omer isn't a feast, but it's part of the Leviticus 23 teaching. And Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, you might know it as Pentecost. So let's go to Passover. Last week, again, we talked about the Ten Plagues. Uh, Let's go to the Angel of Death, which is that final plague, and understand that the firstborn male was put to death if the blood of the lamb was not over the doorpost. There was only one way. There was only one possibility of these firstborn males getting saved. And it is true for us today as well that 
we um, do not have a choice in order to have that same salvation for all of us. We have to put, in a sense, the blood of the Lamb over the doorpost of our heart by confessing and believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. It's based on Leviticus 17.11. We see, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I've given it to you for uh, on the altar to make atonement. Okay? So... Uh, we continue by looking at Exodus 12:15. It tells the Jewish people to remove all leaven from their house. And so traditionally, before Passover begins, the father uh, takes his children in particular, and he goes around, and especially in the kitchen, removes all crumbs, anything that they find that is um, leaven, because leaven is representing sin and unleaven is representing holiness and without sin. And uh, not only that, but all the, the uh, foods with yeast in it that could be leavened is taken out of the house and then brought back after the feast of unleavened bread. So... Our hearts are ready as best we can. Sin has been removed from us, uh, certainly symbolically, and our surroundings, but it should be an aspect of our heart as well. And we are ready to enter into the Passover Seder. The Seder, it means order, the order of a, and normally it's a home service, and the Haggadah is the telling it means the telling. It is the booklet used to tell the story or to use in our Seder. There are four cups of wine throughout our Seder, each having a special meaning. Now, you have to understand there's a difference between a Messianic Seder and the traditional Jewish Seder. I'm going to try and point out those differences so that you will be able to share with your Jewish friends effectively. So all Seders have the four cups, which stand for sanctification, deliverance, redemption, and praise. So we take that first cup of sanctification, and then we go into the hand washing. This is also done in all seders, but what is not done in all seders, just in the Messianic, to the best of my knowledge, is any explanation of why we do it. And of course, we talk about Yeshua at his seder, washing the disciples' feet. We talk about humility and servanthood. God in um, Exodus 12 has told Israel to commemorate this celebration by eating three things. Lamb, uh, which is the shank bone, or, or even having it uh, symbolically. We, we do it symbolically with a shank bone. But uh, matzah, which is the unleavened bread, and bitter herbs, which is a reminder of slavery. So if we do, if we have these three things... At this time, we have fulfilled, in a sense, what God has asked. But we believe in doing this that there are a lot more things to do. Uh, traditionally, uh, they are um, 
done in all seders. One of the most amazing things and is this matzotash, which is a linen pouch of three different sections and a piece of matzah in each section. And that could represent the unity of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or the unity of Aaron, the Levites, the people, the unity of God, Levites, and people. And But whatever, however you look at it, the middle matzah is broken. And if it's the Levites or if it's Isaac, we, we see the symbolism that this is as, as if the high priest or our Messiah, Yeshua, and that's where we again get into the messianic uh, part of the Seder because everybody does the matzah and the three matzahs, but the explanation, again, is mostly only done in messianic seders. And if you picture it, middle matzah broken in two, wrapped in a linen napkin, hidden away by the leader. This is called the afikomen, that which comes last, or he will come again from the Greek, or even dessert. And then the child must find the afikomen. It's bought back or redeemed at a price. And then it's broken for all to eat. I hope you see how this is screaming of Yeshua the Messiah. Just an amazing thing. This is done in seders all over the world. It's just never explained. Um, look, Passover traditions came well before uh, Yeshua. And so it just always amazes me that our people never see Yeshua in their seders. Um, I'd love for you to share with your Jewish friends uh, in the next few days and ask them about these things. Why do you break the middle matzah in these three matzahs? What does it represent? Ask them. Uh, ask them for their understanding. You know, in the New Covenant, we see uh, the Passover as well, Luke 22. Then came the day of matzah, or unleavened bread, when the, matzah, uh, when the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Now Yeshua sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us so that we may eat. And we see uh, in Matthew 26, the bitter herbs again, and the washing in John 13, and Matthew 26, again, the matzah. And in Matthew 26, it says, Now while they were eating, this is at their, Yeshua's Passover with his disciples, Yeshua took matzah, this unleavened bread, and after he offered the bracha, meaning the blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Now you can see why what is eaten has to be representing no sin or without sin. Because first of all, it represents Yeshua's body. But secondly, it also represents the atoning work that is to uh, required that we draw near to the Lord. And this is uh, like a part of sanctification and holiness. And that's what's so special about what you might call communion. We call it the Lord's Supper. And, and certainly we will be doing this um, at our Passover. Uh, now in Matthew twenty six twenty seven it says, And he took a cup, and after uh, giving thanks, he gave to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many of the removal of sin. Now the third cup 
traditionally in every Seder is the cup of redemption or the cup of salvation. Now, again, these things aren't really explained, except to say that it comes from Scripture. It's uh, This particular scripture is from Exodus uh, 6, 6 and 7, and the redemption cup, uh, they will give you this scripture that says, I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. So um, that is obviously what salvation is all about, but they will not obviously connect it to the Messiah. You and I will connect it to the Messiah, won't we? Is it amazing that when the, the, um, when we, in a normal, regular Seder of people who do not know Yeshua as Messiah, they take the matzah, then they take the wine or the grape juice, and that third cup is the cup of salvation. I love it, don't you? You know, slain of the lamb at Passover foreshadowed the greater redemption found in God's appointed lamb, the Messiah. In John one twenty nine, it says the next day, John sees Yeshua coming to him and says, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Do you see all these connections? First Peter one eighteen, you know that you were redeemed from the feudal way of life handed down from your ancestors, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with pre- the precious blood like that of a lamb without defect or spot the blood of Messiah. Do you understand how all of this comes together? Now, look, next week we're going to talk about Yom HaBikurim a little, which is first fruits and is really all about resurrection. Look, Leviticus 23.9, but the, the key verse for this actually comes, even though this is a festival from Leviticus 23, the key verse is 1 Corinthians 15.20. But now Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also has come through a man. For as in Adam all die, so also in Messiah will all be made alive. So we'll talk a little bit more about first fruits and and how Messiah is the first fruit and we are the first fruit after him. We'll also be talking about counting the Omer, and and this is an in, in anticipation and uh, for Shavuot, so fifty days of devotionals. Uh, would you like that? Please email me at rabbi at heart of Messiah. That's rabbi at heart of Messiah dot org, or call Karen at eight one three eight three one. Five six seven three. I'd love for you to have uh, this devotional the, for counting the Omer. You know, I said it at the beginning. I've got to say it again. We'd love to see April 3rd for our Passover. Call us again. Karen, call Karen. And uh, But secondly... This uh, I, I'd love for you to get flyers for your churches so that your church, not only you will come to this walk, this march for, for um, remembrance 
uh, from the Holocaust Museum in St. Pete. But I would like to see your church be out there. Look, if 10 churches who brought 100 people, that'd be 1,000 already. And we haven't even talked about the Jewish community who were expecting to be there and the Messianic community expecting to be there. So I'm going to ask you to call our office and let me send you out uh, something that you can either use as a flyer or you can uh, get it to your church and they can put it as a, a uh, announcement stuffer, so to speak. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. Look, we have to, the times are getting, wouldn't you agree, they're getting difficult they're, they're getting confusing, and we have to have a clear message. If we're going to ask our politicians to have a clear message, we need to have a clear message. That means you need to stand up on Sunday at it's 4.30 in the evening. We're coming together, 4.30 in the afternoon, April 19th. Please join us. So let us close in prayer and know that our prayer has to be followed also by action. So thank you and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.